0: What's going on, everybody? How are you today? This beautiful Monday morning. My name is Moore Milo. And I'm
1: Ross Inorelli.
0: And this is the 52 podcast. 52 books, 52 weeks, making every single week count. Guys, we are on the big 4-0. 40. 40th episode. 40 books in the last 40 weeks. Guys, thank you so much. We couldn't have done it without all 20 of you. We're so thankful. Uh, Actually, truly, thank you guys for the 20 that are paying attention, we truly do care. Um, And we couldn't have done it without you. But it definitely wasn't easy. So thank you so much for joining us and being with us for the last 40. Uh, For those of you that don't uh, normally pay attention to what we're up to, we read a book a week and bring you guys the keynotes. Usually these books have to do with business, psychology, mindset training, coaching, marketing, you name it, it's part of the book reading uh with that being said we have read a wonderful book um called one minute manager by kenneth blanchard phd uh this book was short this book was sweet and in my personal opinion this book was pretty freaking awesome what do you think ross
1: you know i really liked it as well we were looking for something uh, a little shorter to see because we've had a lot of books with some fluff let's just be real we, both, we, we messed up this week.
0: We didn't have the right timing on our longer yeah, book that we're I had, you guys next week. I had
1: two birthdays, I had a lot of stuff going out of town. And it's the same with we me. have That's a phenomenal book for next week as well. Um, going to be the book by The Wolf of Wall Street, so get ready for that. But this week, yeah, The One Minute Manager. I thought it was really short and sweet and to the point. And this is a book that sold over 13 million copies worldwide. It's been translated into about 37 different languages. It is known around the world because, like I said, it's short, it's sweet, and it really is to the point. But all in all, I mean, I really enjoyed it because it gives you a lot of insight and a lot of very usable tools that you can kind of start to use in your everyday life and with your employees and in your business to really kind of help you move to the next level, in my opinion.
0: What I really liked about this book was that he kind of gave you everything. He gave you a short and quick summary of what the process was. He gave you the mechanism behind the process. He gave you the ideology behind the process, and he did it in an hour. It was really impressive. I mean, truly, truly impressive how you could fit so much good stuff in such a short period of time. Uh, And the concept has a lot to do with the kind of the saying, um, you know, what is it? uh, Speak softly, but carry a big stick. Mm -hmm. Right? Teddy Roosevelt. Uh, That kind of idea of, you know, keep your people on point, on target. Your subordinates need to be going in the right direction, but don't tell them what to do. And don't be on top of what they're up to. And nope. give them a, a basically a place where they can come to you and you can support them through their issues.
1: Yeah, and we've talked about this in past weeks. There's been other books that have touched on the same thing. But pretty much, if you're going to hire somebody, you know, understand that with that hire, only hire them if you're going to trust them. If you trust the quality of their work, trust the timeliness and the, the ability for them to complete tasks on time. Because if you're going to micromanage them, it's going to start to constrict what they think they can do. You know, if you empower them to be able to work on new projects or take a project in a different direction that they really think could be best fit for because they're, you know, got their feet on the ground and they're really in it on the day-to-day, you're going to see a big growth in that individual. And that's really what you need. You want people, you know, that can come in and then they start at one level and you can help elevate them to new levels. You know, if your employee's coming in and they've been at the same you know, spot for the last few months or few years or even have gotten worse you need to take a look at yourself and understand did I do what I could to really push this person to the next level because you know we're all just trying to maximize our potential at the end of the day so your job as a manager one of your main things is to be able to maximize their potential and with that you're going to see better profits better returns but it all starts with that core group that you have and the ability to trust them and give them their own space I think is incredibly important
0: what I really loved that was said in this book was that you need quality and quantity and that also you need results and people. And I think that sometimes we look at business and we choose one or the other. And instead of understanding that we can have it all and making a decision that we're going to create it all, we go for the one that's gonna we think is going to give us the best results. That's why we see autocratic Managers, we see democratic managers. We see them getting their things done in one way, and the other getting things done in the other way. And both uh, options that I just presented aren't really complete. Uh, so, Ross, how 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 in depth do we want to get about this process? Because it's an hour book, and the process is really concise. And we could we could even probably concise it a f- further. But do we really want to give away an hour and a half book? That's it's that up good? to you.
1: I mean, I think. There's a reason why this has sold so many copies and why it's around the world. I think the big thing to take away is, like we said, we read a lot of books and a lot of people just have a lot of fluff. I mean, and we've seen it from, you know, our own lives, talking to authors and stuff. They're really trying to hit certain numbers. You know, they feel, it's like when you're turning in a paper for school, you know, when you were younger, someone who wrote a 10 page paper feels like, oh, this is so great versus someone who wrote like seven There's a lot of fluff in that 10. Sure. You know, people start to think the quantity, like you said, could be more important, but it's really finding that middle ground. And, you know, I think it's really important when we talk about employees, kind of like you said. You know, we've talked about how people structure their companies and understanding the different ways that you're going to be doing things. But, But look at that culture. You know, as the manager, you have to set that culture and let people, like we said earlier, grow, but understand that you need to give people their voice. So... I don't know. We can go as in depth as you want. I think a lot of it we should kind of keep yeah, for them to so. go through because I mean you can get this book, pick it up. It's a hundred pages. You literally, you so. could
0: read it in an hour drive. Like, it's, it's so crazy. quick. It's so quick. Um, okay, so let's let's let me. I guess I'll break it down in a way that's not going to give everything away. Um, three there's there's three secrets. I'm not going to give the secrets away within this book. Okay, there's three secrets to being a one minute manager. They all have to do with being extremely efficient with time. And understanding that just because a manager spends time with you doesn't mean they're gonna support you in creating results. It's the designation and the distinction between what a manager actually is and what people have created a manager to be. A good manager, a good supervisor is someone that gives you enough rope to hang yourself or to go create something amazing. They're not someone that's gonna sit on top of you and and watch you like a hawk to find every little thing that's wrong with what you're up to. And quite the contrary, sometimes they'll do that to give you praise. That's what a good manager does, they take care of their people. And I think that a really huge distinction that was made in the book is that you have to find a way for people to feel like they're worthy for people to feel like they are doing a good job, but you also have to have a space where you can give them feedback and they can understand that it's not about them not being a good person. It's about them in the business and how they're interacting. And if they do a good thing, they should be, you know, on on the flip side, they should be treated in the way that you would want to be treated if you did something right. So I just thought that it was a beautiful dichotomy, and I think that in business we forget a lot about the other side of the coin, which is, you know, praising our people and telling them how great they are and how much we value them. Um, and focusing on, you know, the if – if you if you bowl up, you know, if, you, if you're going for a, for, for a strike in bowling and you hit eight pins, right, and your manager looks at the pins and says, you missed two, how different is that than – Holy hell, you got eight. Let's get the next two on the next hit. Completely different ideology, completely different response, completely different reaction. And then creating that within a culture will also allow for the employee to create that within their own context of their life. And those were were really huge, three huge distinctions of this book that were made about giving praise uh, about, you know, giving feedback and praise and making sure that it's balanced and not just one-sided, um, and also giving your people the space to work.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that's really the the big point, and like we said, is a lot of this, you know, while it's called the one-minute manager, really it's all about your interaction with those around you, you know, it's understanding, like we said, how to, how to make people around you better. But like you said, a lot of it has to do with, with the mindset. You know, understanding that, you know, giving praise is always a good thing. That's how employee of the month started, you know, decades ago, you know, understanding that a little thing like that goes a long way for people, you know, especially if you do it in front of other employees, you know, they really love when they can get that praise because it could be something that they've done a million times. But, you know, one time you you give them with that praise, they're going to really appreciate it. And that's all you really want them to do. If they feel appreciated in their job, they're going to be happy and they're going to work hard. They want to feel like they're moving the company towards a better place. If you feel like you're just the low person on the totem pole and it doesn't matter, these people can go on without me. It's going to be a whole different mindset for that person.
0: What I really loved is that the ideology around praise that was built was that you do the research on the person and what they're up to and you get informed on what they're what they, what's going on in their lives. Not from the point of like watching them like a hawk, but like from the other side of how can I support them? What are they doing right? Where can I praise them? How can I tell them they're doing a good job, right? And while you're doing all those things and looking for all the positives, you're still looking for the feedback that you can give them and how you can support them and change things. But your first intention is to see how your people are doing good things for your organization as opposed to where are they screwing up. And that's just, it's it's a huge mindset shift. Because I mean, coming from the car business, right? Like how many times did we get told you're not on your numbers for the month. What's going to happen? You're going to miss out on your bonus this month, really. One car, that's the difference between you and your bonus this month. You're not going to make it happen. The guilt and the, you know, the you know, the feeling of like not supporting the organization is is prevalent in business. So, to have the other side, to have the the hey, this is what you're doing really great for us and I really want to acknowledge you for is huge in my opinion.
1: Yeah, and when you give someone, you know, with that approach, you're going to be able to have an individual who maybe naturally isn't good at taking feedback, they're going to be a lot more susceptible to taking that feedback because you want to come off almost like a coach. You know, I'm trying to help make you better. It's not always going to be fun. It's not always going to be easy, but I'm doing this because I know you can do better, you know, and let them, let them fight to their own standard, move their bar higher. Don't try to make them come to yours, move their bar higher, consistently keep moving it up and let them see that what they thought was impossible is possible. And that's really all you're doing, because I forgot who said it, but there's the famous line of, what do we do um, if we train our employees and they leave? And then they, the response is, well, what if we don't train them and they stay? That's a good response. Great I was line. actually
0: thinking the thing with Richard Branson, the where he trains his people as if they're going to stay forever, and if they leave, then I'm happy that yeah, they Yeah, and I, I love that one as well. Same thing, which I know that you love Richard Branson, too, yeah. so that makes sense.
1: Yeah, so things like that I think are incredibly important, but... I don't know. All in all, I, I thought it was very concise. Totally worth the read. Totally
0: something I would revisit if I had an hour. And, and like we like, said, hey.
1: this was this was a last minute switch. Um, totally. We, we had a few things come up to where we didn't think the book we chose for next week, which is the Wolf of Wall Street book. It's about the an eight-hour book the Wolf by Jordan Belfort. There you go. So it's one of those that's a little bit longer, and we just didn't want to cram the the eight hours in real quick at the end. So, at that point, we figured to not give you, you know, a half-ass episode. We wanted to switch to something that we could really not only read, but take some time, digest, and break down, and get on the podcast for you guys. So, I think it was a really good decision. But, like I said, with that, the the podcast just gets a little bit shorter.
0: Yeah, it's a short book, man. There's a what, if we keep going into it, we'll just give away the whole damn thing.
1: Yeah, I'm trying to think of any any other little bits. Like I said, for me, I really look at, you know, how you're interacting with your employees. And then if you're looking from a managerial level or even above that, you know, it really starts with the culture. If you can set that culture off the bat, do it. If someone doesn't fit your culture, get them out. It don't matter how skilled they are. It You need to have people that match. And that's kind of that quantity quality. You know, you can get a lot of people to do a bunch of jobs, but if you can get one to two people that are super skilled at something, not only are you going to get higher quality, but people that are doing the same task more often get a lot better at it and it gets quicker and then they're able to do more advanced things in that same same spot i would totally agree uh with that being said for me final thoughts uh good stuff worth the hour
0: worth the time uh, definitely would recommend
1: yeah same here um like i said very concise not a lot of fluff um and if you really just want something you know if you're it was just
0: on story form which was cool
1: yeah if I, the other thing i would say like i said if you are someone that hasn't really read a lot of the books that we followed along with or you're not a reader. Like we said, we do a lot of these on Audible. Um, you can get audible, uh, audiobooks just about anywhere, but it's one hour. I mean, if you have to run errands for the day, just put it on your car. Something simple. You're going to find something in it that hits you, and you're going to be able to take and use in your life. So I think that the return on investment on a one-hour book is going to be phenomenal. Put the video games down. Stop doing something stupid. Just sit back, relax, put a book on, and then get your mind right, and you should be good to go.
0: I couldn't say it better. There we go. Guys, with that being said, thank you so much for joining us for a very short 40th episode. Next week, we are super excited to bring a crazy awesome book. Um, I'm actually about two and a half hours into it. It's awesome. Um, can't wait to talk to you guys about The Way of the Wolf with Jordan Belfort on episode 41. This is the 52 Podcast. My name is Moore Milo. I'm Ross Andarelli. Thanks for joining us. Have a great, incredible Monday. We'll see you next week. Take care.